to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those of you that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today I have a very special guest joining me to help us learn how to process anger in a healthy way. So let's face it, we all struggle with moments of anger from time to time that lead to guilt and shame. For some of us, it might be flying off the handle too quickly. For others, it might be just a deep-seated place of waking up in the morning feeling angry. Whatever kind of anger you are facing, today can be your first step towards processing it in a healthy way and beginning a journey turning that anger over to God. You know, the Bible actually has wonderful guidance and instruction on anger, In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And verse 31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. So the Bible, in addition to those teachings, it also teaches us that not all anger is wrong. In an article by the Bible Study Tools staff, it points out that righteous anger stems from an anger that arises when we witness an offense against God or his word. Righteous anger actually cares about others. It attacks the sin instead of the sinner. So it's important to consider also what can result from our anger. Will our anger produce actions that intend to make the world a better place and help people uh, bring people to knowing and hearing the gospel in a loving way? Or will our anger retaliate, isolate, and cause someone to potentially stray away from the faith because of our actions? We should be slow to become angry and filter all of our emotions through how God wants us to respond to others. I personally can speak from firsthand experience that I went through a time when I was in my early 30s and I just felt a lot of anger inside. I actually would wake up in the morning and I felt anger and it it really made me so sad. Um, But the good news is that by, by God's grace, I have overcome that anger and even feel joy. And later on, Natalie, our guest, will share with you her website. She has some amazing testimonies of other women who have felt this very same thing and have been able to overcome it. So I'm just so excited to introduce our guest, Natalie Hickson, who will be sharing her tips to overcome destructive anger. But first, a note from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that 
you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, one other, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today from beautiful Bozeman, Montana, is Natalie Hickson. She is a wife mother, and certified professional life coach who helps discouraged Christians overcome destructive anger and burnout. After learning to thrive in motherhood and process anger in a healthy way, Natalie became convicted to help other moms avoid those dark years of motherhood by helping them to appreciate and process their anger, learn to identify their triggers, and ultimately control their reaction to those triggering situations. Welcome, Natalie. So nice Thank to you. Here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, this is great. So I really appreciate you joining us today to share from your heart. And after learning more about you, I just respect your humility and your being willing to share your own story to help others. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you into helping people on the topic of anger. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, like in your intro, I'm now coaching moms through anger. And I guess for me, my journey started back when I was a child. Uh, My parents processed anger in not a healthy way at that time. I always like to say they are much more healthy today and um, have a great relationship with um, processing their emotions. But yeah, back when I was a child, it wasn't that way. There's a lot of yelling and screaming and slamming doors and just, you know, it was a tense environment when my parents were upset. And so that's what I learned and how I understood anger was process. So um, I have... Real quick, I, I've married my high school sweetheart. Um, we'll be married 20 years this year. And um, we have a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and they are all girls. <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, in high school, I recognized that I would get angry. I was very overdramatic. <laughs> I can remember screaming and um, my fights with my current, you know, my husband now, we, um, they were 
they were strong. <laughs> I said a lot of things I shouldn't have. And um, yeah, I just, I was that dramatic girl who at the drop of a hat, I would run out of the room crying or um, just did not know how to control those em- emotions whatsoever. And fast forward to when Mike and I got married, um, he was always more of a quiet person, more passive aggressive. But it wasn't until we got married and started living together that really, I really started to see that. And probably the same with him in my anger. Um, I would get upset and scream and slam doors and yell at him. And he would just sit there. I'm like, why are you not yelling at me? <laughs> I don't understand. What, what's going on? <laughs> and so it was, you know, seeing that difference. But I was like, hmm. I know there's something different here, but I don't know what it is. And I know I don't like how I'm, I'm acting. I mean, I don't like to think about the fact that the neighbors next door are probably like, what is going on over there? (laughs) But I did not exchange it. Like, I just thought that's just, well, that's how my parents did it. That must just be my genetics. You know, I'm Scottish, Scottish, Irish blood. Like, that's just what we do. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, that was just kind of how I've grown up. Um, then fast forward to having our first child, Enya, um, when she was about two, I started to see more of the destructive anger. Um, literally I would be on the floor with her throwing a two-year-old tantrum. We were both screaming and crying and, and just the rage. Um, I would leave little bruises on her arms. I would spank her too hard. I would threaten her, um, I would get so mad at her over things, just like if she wouldn't go potty or if she had an accident, I just shamed her terribly for it. Um, It was a very, very um, toxic environment for her. Um, And I didn't know what to do. And at that point, I started to, you know, before marriage and in high school, I'm thinking, well, this is just how you process anger. This is how I, you know, I, I don't have a way to fix this. It's just how I am. Um, and so I blamed my genetics. I blamed this is how I am, right? Uh, and then in our first years of marriage, same thing. Blamed this is how I am. Then with having Enya, I started to blame her. Well, if she would just listen to me, I wouldn't get so angry. Um, you know, so it's, you know, if she wouldn't throw so many tantrums. If she would stop crying, then I wouldn't be so angry. And so I was not taking responsibility for my actions yet. Um, by the time we brought her sister home, um, I can remember I was nursing Guy, and my, Mike was putting Enya to bed, and Enya's throwing an epic tantrum. I'm in the nursery with the door closed, and you know, and well, if you've nursed or even if you've bottle fed, the baby's relaxed, you're relaxed, you're just rocking, and I'm getting really, really angry hearing this um, event going on. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up and Sky, she stops nursing she looks at me and she's just an infant at this point and she gives me this horrific face and starts bawling and I'm like I have to change something this is not okay like this is really I've had enough of it and so again I'm thinking okay Enya needs to go to therapy <laughs> so um, we've got to get Enya under control so we took Anya to a therapist and she observed her and she had um, us come back and 
Enya wasn't there. And she said, hey, Enya is a perfectly normal child for her age and development. <laughs> I chuckle. I'm like, well, that's because you're not at home with her. Like, <laughs> she's good for you here. And she's like, yeah, I can understand. But not only you're the one who needs to be in here. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just one of those what are you telling me moments? And, but deep down inside, I knew she was right. I knew there was finally somebody who recognized I need help and they could help me. And so um, I went through therapy for four years and it was great. I learned a lot about myself and my history, but the problem is I left there still screaming at my kids. Um, so it got the ball rolling for me, but I didn't stop. Um, it was from that point that the Lord started to take over and he started to lead me in my journey with him. Um, I was Christian all the way through, like as a child and growing up, but um, it was in, in that time that we switched churches and I just started to rely on him more and, and follow him more, get more consistent in the word with him. And he continued to lead me um, through different challenges and trials that life brings, um, I started to journal and I found some mentors and I ended up going through life coaching school and all of these things added up to me um, pulling back layers and working through forgiveness with my husband, with my parents um, and letting these things go. And most of all, me asking for forgiveness from the Lord for what I was doing wrong. And through that, um, he healed my anger um, and helped me learn how to, instead of me feeling like I'm an angry, terrible mom, I am a mom who now gets angry occasionally, right? I do get angry. I do get upset. But that's not who I am. That's just an emotion I have. And I work through that now. So that, that's my story at that, in that. And, and how did I help? How did I come to help moms? I was a life coach and basically for just trying to organize life, you know, helping moms with simple things and was at a business mastermind with a friend of mine, Kelsey Van Kirk. And um, we stayed up late one night talking about our motherhood journeys and anger. And she's like, girl, you need to come on my podcast and talk about this. And, and so I did, I shared my story. Like I just shared with you and, um, it was at that point that mom started reaching out and said, I need help with this. So um, that's been a little over three years now. <laughs> oh, your story is amazing. And isn't it amazing what God can do when we actually right? <laughs> just turn it over to him and say, I'm helpless. You're the one with the power. Please help me work yes. through me. And I'm sure all this the skills and things that you learned through counseling as well were very helpful. Yeah. I just hope our listeners out there just feel so encouraged because literally we're talking about going from anger to joy. And like you said, it yeah. doesn't define who you are. Mm-mm. You're an amazing. God defines. Mom. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, looking back then, what do you wish you knew about anger before marriage and kids? And what advice would you give to our listeners about working through destructive anger of their own? (laughs) 
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah, so a couple things. First of all, anger is not genetic. <laughs> anger is not just because that's how your parents process anger does not mean that's how you have to process anger. And um, you can choose a different way to work through anger. Um, but not knowing, if you don't know that, you don't know how. You don't know how to get the help. You don't know how to work through it. So first of all, there is a way to work through it and change that destructive um, behavior. And I should just pause there really quick. What's the difference between destructive anger and healthy anger? You know, what's normal and what's not? Um, not like destructive anger is that's where you are, first of all, using it to control um, and also using it in a way that hurts relationship, right? So actions that are taken, it can be silent treatments, threats, screaming, yelling, um, there can be a physical abuse, spanking too hard, um, throwing things, the slamming doors, driving off really quick. I mean, thinking about when I was a teenager, I would get in my car and just whiz out of the parking lot if I was angry. It's not safe for anybody. Um, and in, in early years of marriage, I would get in the car and just drive off and be gone for hours, not saying anything to my husband about where I was going. Um, and that's destructive. That's hurting the relationship um, in so many ways. So those are the type of destructive behaviors that um, just kind of a general uh, description. And then healthy anger. It's kind of like you were talking about the righteous anger. Healthy anger is where we feel the anger and we know what it's doing is it's a speed bump. Those, those emotions, those negative emotions, the anger, sadness, disgust, fear, they're kind of a speed bump for us to stop and go, what's going on here? Why am I feeling this? You know, what's really what's the truth? What's the fiction that's going on? You know, what stories am I telling myself? <clears throat> what are my needs in this moment? Um, so healthy anger, you know, in and growing up like stages, if you're a teenager, healthy anger is being frustrated that your parents aren't letting you do something and you're kind of annoyed and you let your, your voice be heard or you, you feel really strongly about it, you know, and, and you're upset. That's, it's okay to feel that way. And, and if you're a little agitated in your voice, but try to stop and, and take some deep breaths and work through that um, in a respectful way, right? Um, in, in any level, any age that you're in. But um, motherhood, in your, in your motherhood, when 
you know, you've told your kids 15 times to do something. It's painful. It's frustrating, you know, um, to raise your voice or, or if they're not listening to have a little bit more of a sharp tone. Those are kind of normal things, right? Every mom experiences that. That's not destructive. That's just, you know, <laughs> that's living life. So I just kind of like to make that um, difference, like help you see yes. the difference between them. And then, of course, that righteous anger. When you see somebody doing something that is not okay and you are, you know, either out of fear or truth, you are being moved. And we still need to process quickly to figure out how we should respond to it. Because even in righteous anger, we can be destructive. Um, That's a great point. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but going going farther back to the question, um, yeah, just understanding that the way you process, the way your parents process anger, if it's destructive, that's not how you have to process. Um, and another thing is to take responsibility for your own emotions, you know, um, not being the victim. Like, I'm angry because so-and-so. You heard in my story, if, if my parents would stop screaming at each other and show me how to stop screaming, then you know, I wouldn't be angry. Or if my toddler would stop and just start listening to me, then I wouldn't be angry. No, I have to take responsibility for my own emotions. I need to stop and go, what's going on here? How do I work through this um, in a healthy way? So I'm not adding to destruction if that's what I'm seeing. Um, and most important would be the Lord drawing on him um, Far too many times in my life, I've put my faith in people <clears throat> or circumstances instead of just complete faith and focus on the Lord. You know, I I put my faith in my husband for so long, like he's going to take care of me. He's going to be perfect. He is everything. And I really put Mike on a pedestal because he was such a great guy. And there's things that he's he's human. He's a sinner. And there's things that he has failed at and that he has hurt me. And I've had to work through that in forgiveness, right? And the same vice versa with me and him. And so I put too much faith in him instead of the Lord working in our marriage um, or in my life. So people will disappoint you. Circumstances will be disappointing. I mean, everyone in the world just survived COVID in some way or another. That was disappointing. So if we put our faith in the world, just going to keep going the way we think it's going to go instead of putting our eyes on the Lord and saying, it's going the way you want it to go. And I may not like what I'm walking through right now, but I know that you have a plan and a purpose for me walking through this right now. So just really understanding anger is something you can work through. It's not who you are or how, or, or you're not stuck in the way you process. You can change that. And you have to take responsibility for your emotions, just like you take responsibility for your flesh. You have to take responsibility for your soul and your spirit and putting your faith in the Lord instead of other people. And that sounds great. I know it can be challenging. And one thing I wanted to mention in that was creating a daily habit with the Lord, you know, spending the time with him. And the episode I, I've been binge listening and love, love, love your your podcast and your girls and have my girls listening now too. Um, <laughs> but season, it's season three, episode 10, the quiet, quiet time burnout, I think is what it was called. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, go listen to that. <laughs> that was, that is so, so spot on. It's so real. Just the fact that, you know, not every day you're going to get down in the word and go, oh, this is a new revelation or, oh, I feel so enlightened or I feel so good. There's absolutely days that you're going to sit down and go, okay, great. You know, and sometimes it even feels like you checked off something on your to-do list, but keep the habit going and recognize um, with the Lord what I've come to understand is um, in a marriage relationship, if my husband came home from work every day and all I said was, hey, babe, this this cool thing happened. I'm really excited about it. And these five things I really am just really frustrated about. I just need you to fix it. And um, I hope you had a great day. Thanks for for working you know, and that's all I said to him every day. That's all we did. That's the only connection. I didn't listen to him. I didn't try to spend any time with him. What kind of relationship would I have with my husband? So one-sided and so not fulfilling. And so I try to look at my relationship with the Lord in the same way, um, in, in the way that I need to talk to the Lord every day, daily, all the time, in all, always in communication with him. And, um, Stop and listen. What does he have to say to me? Whether it's through his word or if it's a podcast that he shares as he speaks through our friend or a mentor or my husband. Um, and just always having that understanding that I am in a relationship. It looks one-sided because there's one person. You don't see God, <laughs> but you start to see him in all the ways, in the sunsets and in your friend's face, in your, your children's eyes. Like you just start to sense his blessing and presence everywhere mm-hmm. as you continue to develop that relationship with him. And that will help you overcome these destructive behaviors. He literally redesigns your brain with new pathways. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, it sure is. Natalie, that was so beautifully said, everything. And I I would just add maybe one thing to the list, and that is prayer. Because I had really struggled with this, as I mentioned myself, and it was a, a prayer request that I would pray and ask God to help me. And I can look back now and see his faithfulness. And God can take you a place of this this anger that's inside you for whatever reason. And you can work through it. And Mm -hmm. that's what I find just so um, amazing about your story and how you're using those challenges and, and hardships now to help others. So, yeah. Yes, prayer is is absolutely foundational. And I came to realize too, that I had to spend more time in prayer than reading um, like devotionals or whatever it was, you know, and sometimes it's like, well, I don't even know what to pray. Open up to the Psalms, start reading through a Psalms and praying that like, that's sometimes that's just what I need to do. It's just amazing what um, spending, it, it used to feel like a long time in prayer. And now the more you start to pray to the Lord, um, pray and listen, you just, the time starts to fly by. You're like, wait, no, I want more. <laughs> oh, I am right there with you. Absolutely. It's so awesome. Well, how about, how can we increase our 
awareness like of our own anger because I think as you mentioned some of us that have grown up in environments you just sort of adopt the habits you know maybe of your family situation and you're maybe not even aware of it Mm. what would you suggest as far as increasing awareness of your anger in both thought and action yeah so first of all if you're not sure where you're at am I destructive where am I at with this just start with the Lord. Hey, Lord, am I, where am I in this with you? If, if I need to be convicted, convict me, you know, many, many will find that, um, they realize, yeah, I, I really am being destructive or, you know, some will be like, I need to, I need to submit more to the Lord and work through these things on a healthier way. So in the starting, if you're not sure if you're destructive or not, ask the Lord. He absolutely will start to lead you, right? You'll start to see things or hear things. You're like, you know, or or just reading the word. Um, As far as like actual tactical tactical stuff with anger, a couple of things I like to do when I teach my clients is um, sit and pray and then trigger trackers. So sit and pray helps with the heat of the moment when you're in it, right? When you start to feel angry, um, it's an acronym and it's sit is stop, I is inhale, T is tune in, and then of course pray. So stop, separate. This is where when you're angry, it's time to get away from the situation. If you have kids, you just, it's kind of that time out or calm down time. Um, and you just step back. And start breathing as soon as you start to feel any type of negative emotion. Just start breathing, big inhales. Breathing is huge. It resets the nervous system. The, it, the flesh needs that deep breath. Um, so and it calms you down. So start deep breathing and then tune in. What's going on for me? Why am I upset right now? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I hormonal? Is, did I just get off the phone call from a stressful situation? Did I just see something on social media that totally wigged me out? What's going on for me right now? Um, if you have kids and you're upset with your kids, what's going on for your kids right now? Are they any of those things? Did Are they hungry? Do they um, maybe you know, eat or take a nap or whatever it is? Um, so it's kind of tuning into the situation. And then, of course, praying, Lord, I need strength in this moment. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt this relationship. Um, but how do... How can I proceed? Help me work through this. Um, so drawing on his strength. So that's kind of the tactical in the moment. If you have blown it, that's where we go to recovery. We go and we say, you know, even if we haven't blown it, even if it's just been a frustrating moment, we've come back and we say, hey, you take responsibility for your actions first. I'm sorry. I got upset. I, it's okay that I was angry. It's not okay how I responded in my anger. Please forgive me for that. And then um, you talk to the other person. How are you feeling? What was going on for you? You know, and let them express their feelings. And um, if it's with a child or a friend or your husband, you know, I always like a little element of physical touch in there. Hand on the shoulder or on the knee or kiddos in your lap. Just something to connect in that way. Um, So we're working through that recovery. And, you know, of course, if you have gotten upset, there's the confess, repent, repeat with the Lord. <laughs> um, so those are like the the tackle things there. After you, you know, when you're trying to become aware of your triggers, why am I being triggered? What's triggering me? 
I like what I call the trigger tracker and your audience can go download it for free on my website. It's just nataliehickson.com slash talking Bible time. Um, and that will take you through some questions to ask yourself again, what was going on for me? How did I respond? Um, and you kind of are really honest in that moment. I responded in this way and, and it's not like fun to confess that, but you, you write it out and like, okay, I did, I did scream at my child or I did slap my friend in the face or whatever it is. Um, and then you, you write out, how do I want to respond next time this happens? And kind of put that in your mind. Like, I want to respond. This is the healthier way to respond. And then I also have you go um, do a little application, like where in the word can I find something to support me in this moment or work through this? You know, how can I find some biblical truth to to the situation and guidance. Um, so that's, it's just kind of helping you break it down to see, oh, you know, sometimes when we don't realize we're being triggered for some reason, it could be as simple as, I'm getting triggered at two o'clock every day. Why am I, oh, I'm hungry. I keep forgetting, I should just eat my lunch. I, you know, if I eat lunch, I don't think I'm hungry at lunchtime, but if I eat something even small, maybe I wouldn't be hangry by two o'clock and then reacting. You know, I mean, it just can be anything. Sure. I had a mom filling out once who she just, she seemed to blow up at her kids every day right before her husband came home and she didn't understand what was going on. And when she filled out the trigger tracker, she's like, it's because my husband's coming home and he likes a clean house. And so I'm kind of panicking about the house being picked up. And it, she's like, it's so obvious. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't, stop and take a look sometimes you just are missing these cues yes um and you can use that type of situation any for any emotion I've had moms work through miscarriages with a trigger tracker just kind of processing what's going on with these big emotions oh that's so excellent thank you for offering that tool for our listeners Um, we'll repeat that at the end of our podcast here. I think it's so great how you said that sometimes we as adults just need to take a time out. You know what? And that yep. is okay. Oh, yeah. That's really valuable, important. And it, and it helps you maybe from saying something that you shouldn't and mm-hmm. just give yourself the opportunity to stop and reflect. And you're modeling that too. If you have children, you're modeling that to your children. You know, and, and I've even taught my uh, my daughters, like, if you can do this with your friends or with your siblings, you're also teaching your siblings how to be more, uh, have more self-control. And and then let's not knock that piece out. We've got the Holy Spirit in there helping us, yes. right? And when we draw on Him daily, when we, when we go to the Lord daily, we're being filled with Him and He's growing those. I have to say that really quick too, because I remember always, you know, Lord, I've accepted you. I don't understand. Why am I still getting so angry? How come, you know, I thought, I thought that maybe I'm not Christian. Maybe I didn't accept you because I don't have self-control. Like this, you know, the Holy Spirit, I'm supposed to have all of these things. And what he led me to understand was, yes, Natalie, you do have the Holy Spirit in you. But the Holy Spirit doesn't just give you all of these things. He's like plants the seed and they have to grow. And you have to grow through these experiences by drawing on my strength, by turning back to me, letting me show you through the word how to uh, live 
biblically and and I'll give you that strength as you grow. So it was just kind of one of those key moments of like, why am I still angry if I'm a Christian, you know, because it's not just a one and done thing. You have to continue growing that relationship with the Lord. Oh, absolutely. I completely concur. I think it's um, so important that as we're growing a relationship too, that we also like you mentioned, do modeling for our children and especially like when it comes to being big enough to say you're sorry to your own kids. And I think maybe some people frown upon that. I don't know why, but for, I think it's a good learning opportunity to just say, I'm a normal human being sinner. And, And even mommies make mistakes Um, and I know that when I've done that with my kids, they appreciate it so much. Like it it really remove kind of removes the tension. The one thing that we always, always, always did when we had a moment like that in our house was to say, do you want to start our day over? Mm, And reset. (laughs) And I'm telling you, like I would initiate that, but over time, they would say it to me, like grab my hand and be like, is it okay if we start our day over? And I (laughs) always thought that was so cute because let's just start over, you know, you have to drag it on with you the whole rest of the day or the night or, or anything like that. So it's so cool. Awesome. Well, was there anything else that you'd like to add um, as far as pursuing God? You know, I just, just trusting on him to um, lead you in, in understanding why you are upset, <clears throat> understanding, you know, forgiveness and working through forgiveness. Uh, my clients, when they come into my program, they're always shocked. They're like, why do I have to work through forgiveness? Like, I'm good there, you know, and it's, it's a huge piece to how we're protecting ourselves and coping with relationships. Um, and then as you were saying with your kids, you know, it's, it's important to make, come to them and say, yeah, I made a mistake because when we're telling our kids or even others, I mean, just Christians sharing this with other believers or non-believers coming and being humble um, we are to humble ourselves before the Lord. <clears throat> and that is a humbling experience to come to someone and say, I must up. Please forgive me. And in a world where we're losing empathy and compassion so quickly because of social media and, and all of these things, mm-hmm. um, that's a way to instill and grow that um, with your, your kids or other people is to show them, you know what? I'm sure being in your shoes and the way that I treated you was not fun to be in your shoes or it was really hurtful or scary. <clears throat> so you're validating the other person on how you reacted to them. Mm-hmm. Can you share with our audience if they would like to have more information about you, where can they find you and where can they find the trigger tracker? Yeah. So I'm over at nataliehickson.com. And there's an S in Hickson, so H-I-X-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't know that for a long time myself. When I started dating Mike, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. 
but I, I was on social media. I'm now off. I mean, I'm over on Pinterest, but I have a blog. You can go read my stuff there. And the trigger tracker for you is it's at nataliehickson.com slash coffee and Bible time. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, Natalie, it's just been a joy to have you here today. Thank you for all that you're doing for all the people that you're helping um, learn from your experience. And I just ask God to give you a blessing on the ministry and the work that you're doing there. And thank you, our Coffee and Bible Time listeners, for joining us today for this podcast. You can learn more about us and our beautiful prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at www.coffeeandbibletime.com.